Yeah, we're not experts. That's where we yeah. always sort of talk about this. We are the go-to relatable people, you know. That's we're not we scientists. No, no, not at all, not at all. EU rules require that airlines operate a certain percentage of scheduled flights to keep their slots at major airports. Thing is, when you listen to this podcast, you never quite know what itch our conversation is going to scratch. We've covered lots of uh, yeah areas with this. Yeah, because it, 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 it's analogising it, isn't it? It's mm. trying trying to get your head around why this why this mm. happens. Okay, so explore with us today and delve into and examine the big challenges we all face on the People's Countryside Environmental Debate podcast. We've got a very interesting set of questions we're going to be recording in this session today. And the first one is from Roman, and he's talking about um, airlines flying empty jumbos, jumbo jets and aeroplanes. And what, what do you think about that? How many do you reckon are out there flying empty? And why do you think they're flying empty? I'm Stuart the Wildman Mabber, and... My job is, as it says on the tin, to be wild. I take people out there into the big outdoors and uh, great outdoors, uh, try and make it part of daily life in as many ways as possible. Biggest challenge at the moment, uh, I've had my mind turned on to needing a wheelchair. Sometimes. And uh, I'm thinking about, okay, if I'm leading walks in nature, I need a hell of a wheelchair to be able to do that. That's a challenge. Who's the co-host? Uh, my name is William Manclo. Thanks very much for being with us. We appreciate everybody who listens to this podcast, whatever you're doing, especially if you're driving down the M4. Um, mm. Thanks very much for being with us. Yeah, my name is William Manclo. I've said that already. <laughs> I don't know why I'm saying it twice. Um, I'm a photographer. I do a live show every week as well. Um, I've run, I run workshops. I do talks as well about various different things. That's who I am. My challenge this week has been juggling the various bits of work, bits and pieces of work that I've had this week. I've had, mm. think about this, but three different types of work this week. So it's just maintaining that and also sort of keeping up with just the the day-to-day -day admin that comes with that sort of work. Your inbox has been a bit empty this week, though. It has been, yeah. Yeah, so because normally, you know, I get I get roughly about 40 to 50 emails a day on, on average and usually about 30 to 40 of those are from Stuart. Mm. So I get about 10 at the moment. I've not been working this week, not been well. So yeah. uh, something you've actually been working on, you're working on a collaboration with Tommy, Out Tommy Outdoors. And yeah. uh, uh, we've mentioned a series that you wanted to get off the ground. Have you considered, or have you ever considered? And how's that collaboration going with him to produce that series? Yeah, that's taken, that's taken um, some leaps forward. Um, we're going to have another couple of meetings in, in, in over the next month or so. Um, just to pull, pull, push this uh, this collaboration forward. It's going to be a standalone podcast, uh, so you'll hear about it on here. Um, and on Tommy's. And on Tommy's as well, yep. yeah. So it'll come, it'll come out eventually. I'd also quickly like to just mention about Beyond Stereotypes, because we've had a couple of questions from our listeners about Beyond Stereotypes, haven't we? So mm. we are going to be releasing some material very, very soon, just to sort of give you an update to exactly where that series is probably uh, going to be a film it's going to be definitely going to be a film isn't it just to kind of say where we are right now mm. and what the what the what you know we have done some recording but we want to give you we want to give you some proof that we actually have done that and we are mm. we, this that, that series is um simmering is simmering it's moving forward and in uh, people's countryside environmental debate podcast we have conversations and sometimes a debate but we do try and explore 
uh, both sides. We try and be a world-scale podcast with a local feel, William. Yeah, and we're not experts. That's where we yeah. always sort of talk about this. We are the go-to relatable people, you know. That's we're not we scientists. No, no, not at all, not at all. Um, and uh, through actions that we hopefully come up with during each episode, not always, but generally, uh, we, we try and address some of the big issues that we or face so let's see if we come up with an action in this one i some, i actually think we might struggle but let's explore it who's the question from and what's the question william so the question is uh, from long-time listener roman in slovakia thanks very much roman for your question this is a v- different to the uh, subjects you've um talked about in the past in some ways it's about transport though it is about that's very true actually yeah but just on a slightly larger mm. scale i've actually looked into this as well uh, because uh, Roman starts, so okay, so I've heard, but not check the accuracy of the data, that Brussels Airlines run 3,000 empty flights to maintain takeoff and landing slots. Then again, Lufthansa run 18,000. You mentioned, Stuart, that a whistleblower at an English airport told you the super rich were chartering large planes to fly them around the world alone, just them and the crew on the flight. Is this really the actions of a civilized society guided by science? and not capital. Can I just say, before you d- dig into what you've uh, researched there, I had the news on today, and I think it was the Foreign Secretary. can't remember what her name is. And uh, it, it, it said that she... There is an aeroplane that is just for British government use, and she had to go across Europe for a couple of meetings, and it was just her on there flying on this aeroplane. And, you know, this plane flies around Europe uh, and a world with, with British pr- pr- um, members of parliament as and when they need to, and it's only them on it. Yeah, and, uh, that Liz, was an eye-opener for me. It's Liz Trust. Trust, Liz by the Trust. way. Liz Trust. Yes. Yes. So, what research have you found that you wanted to... Yeah, I just wanted to share. To? So, um, actually, Roman, you are correct. You are correct You here. were surprised, weren't you? You thought those numbers were too big. Um, I was surprised. I was just trying to figure out exactly what... Uh, so 3,000 and 18,000, what they actually meant. Mm. And um, when? Over what period? Over what period? Uh, so uh, there is an independent article here, which I found, um, which talks about Lufthansa, the Lufthansa Group especially. Um, in fact, Brussels Airlines is part of Lufthansa. So this 3,000 and the 18,000 are... 3,000 is part of the 18,000. Mm. Um, because it talks about this specific group, so I, I will read out quite a bit of this 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 um, article because it kind of gives us a background of exactly what we're talking it's about. From here. the Independent, you said, wasn't it? Newspaper. It's the Independent, and it was posted on the Wednesday, the fifth of January this year, twenty twenty-two, at, at nearly five to three in the afternoon. Because that's mm. really important. You need to know that, don't you? I do. Um, so you can go and find it. In fact, we'll put we'll put a link to this in um, our next um, Patreon ro- newsletter. I'm, I'm writing it down as we speak. You are. Well done, Stuart. You're doing well. Okay. He can Crack write. On. He can write. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so the independent article says here, and I read it exactly as it's on the article here, Brussels Airlines has operated 3,000 flights without passengers this winter to avoid losing takeoff and landing slots. The airline's parent company, Lufthansa Group, confirmed that 18,000 flights have been flown empty, including 3,000 Brussels Airlines services. Uh, this is reported by the Bulletin. Do you know the Bulletin at all? No. I'm going to have a quick look at that. So, Bulletin is a. Well, it's just another publication. Another. It's another. It's another um, newspaper. Let me just try and get back to where I was. So it will probably be the March newsletter, but that's fine. Yes. 
EU rules, EU rules require that airlines operate a certain percentage of scheduled flights to keep their slots at major airports. Under these use it or lose it regulations, prior to the pandemic, carriers had to utilise at least 80% of their scheduled takeoff and landing slots. This was revised to 50% as coronavirus saw travel become increasingly difficult, but airlines are still struggling to hit this target. As a result of Lufthansa's group latest figures, the Belgian federal government has written to the European Commission calling for a change to the rules of maintaining slots. It follows the news that European airlines are slashing their winter schedules amid a dampening of demand due to Omicron travel restrictions. Um, and I just finish off this last bit here just to give you an idea of what Lufthansa Group are. So obviously, you no know, Lufthansa is a German is is a German uh, um, national flag carrier. Um, the Lufthansa Group owns uh, the carriers Lufthansa, of course, because it'd be a bit weird if it didn't. Uh, Swiss International Airlines, Austrian Airlines, uh, and Eurowings, in addition to Brussels Airlines, um, which, which has already axed thirty three thousand flights. So they, they've actually cut back 33,000 flights in January and February. That's a heck of a lot of flights. I suppose that's a over quite a few yep. carriers, isn't it? Yep. 33,000 flights already is quite a lot to... Makes you realise how many is are up there. Yeah, there's a there's a, there's a web-based, there's a web and app-based um, service called Flight Radar 24, I think it's called. Um, and you can literally see every single flight that's airborne at any one time. You look at it and it's just... It, it, there's like one... Little plane that. Does that include the little trainee floats from Oxford Airport type thing? Or yeah, it includes really? everything. Yeah, anything absolutely. that's in the air at this point. Anything that's got anything that's a public flight and it's mm. got a scheduled flight path, you'll see it on there, and you just realise just how many there are. And then when it came to the lockdown, and I was looking at it, I was realised just how few there were. Mm. <laughs> it you can literally see you can see individual planes where sometimes you just it's just a mass of planes in the air, mm. but it. It sounds like a regulation thing for me. So uh, it was going unnoticed then that the planes were flying empty just to keep their slot open. It's very similar to railway lines. There's one up north near Manchester that they have to run this ghost service on a Sunday mm. night at 12 o'clock, 12 o'clock midnight, once a week, mm. um, to, to be able to keep the line open because it's now only used for freight. But to be able to keep yeah. it open for freight, they have to run at least one passenger service, even if nobody uses it. Yeah, there is a background to that. I think it's that is similar, but what those trains are called, they're called ghost trains, but their official name is called a parliamentary train is another one. Because each railway line was is an act of parliament, requires an act of parliament to be passed. Um, somebody's going to pick me apart on this, I'm sure they are. Because there's going to be somebody there going, no, that's not exactly true or exactly accurate. Mm -hmm. But basically, it's an act of parliament. But to close it, you also have to have an act of parliament, which costs money. So sometimes it actually costs more money to close the line than it does to run a ghost service. And often that service will have nobody on it, apart from a few anoraks. It's subsidised in in a lot of ways, Mm. but it just means it's cheaper to subsidise the train than it is to actually close the line. Yeah, but they don't want to close it. They want to keep it open just for freight. But the freight then then uses that line. Mm. It's not kept open for for freight. It's just Mm. used that that line is used because no other train goes down it. So freight would probably most likely be taken down that line because it doesn't interfere 
mm. with other 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 workings that are happening at the time. It's a similar thing, definitely. Mm. I would say that, but there is there so, is a distinction yeah. there. So well, when I heard this about the airlines, it didn't surprise me that that, that slots had to be kept open. But it, it, it is ridiculous. Um, that it is, yeah. It, it, to, to, people didn't notice it was going on. But it, it sounds it sounds as though the airline has uh, is almost like. The, the hands are tied with this in this situation because they're mm. like thinking, well, they don't want to lose those slots because if the bid, if the business then kicks off again, which mm. it can do, depending on what happens with the, um, not just with the, not just with the Omicron variant or any of the other variants, but actually how people want to mm. travel again. If that starts to kick off again, they might have lost all those slots and then, then mm. they've lost their, they've lost money. They've lost, they've lost business. It just feels like a, a layer of bureaucracy we don't need. It does. Yeah, mm. it does. But that's the thing with bureaucracy. Often, it, it's it, it's in equal measure, it's good, and equal mm. measure, it's bad. I remember it, it. Kind of reminds me a little bit of what happened to the footballer Lionel Messi, and the reason why he left Barcelona in the end was because um, Messi loves Barcelona, absolutely loves the club. Barcelona are or def- are in financial difficulty, and um, he'd set, he 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 took the biggest pay cut he could. He took a 50% pay cut and he couldn't take any more. He wasn't allowed to, as by law, by Spanish mm. law. Mm. He couldn't take any more than a 50% pay cut. And it was, but it wasn't enough, of course. Mm. He could have, I think he probably would have almost played for them for free for a nominal fee because mm. he's made his money, mm. but he couldn't take it anymore. So it's, it's like that sort of bureaucracy is there because mm. it's under Spanish law. It's under Spanish employment law. Mm. You think, well, that doesn't, surely that doesn't, that doesn't cover that, but of course it does because he's employed by a company based in Spain, right? Mm. It's the same thing. Thing is, when you listen to this podcast, you never quite know what itch our conversation is going to scratch. We've covered lots of uh, yeah areas with this. Yeah, because it, 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 it's analogising it, isn't it? It's mm. trying trying to get your head around why this why this mm. happens. The, the uh, Roman does raise. I mentioned that uh, a whistleblower said to me that the super rich. Um, uh, charter flights to take them all across the world and they're the only ones on there that mm. that, that was a contact of mine who was at Heathrow airport yes. um and uh so yep that's uh, as true as far as i know it um it would make sense as well why mm. would it, you know if, if you've got a lot of money then you've got the power mm. to actually go i oh, want oh, no, oh, an entire an entire uh, airbus a380 to mm. myself and my family mm. that's one of the double deckers by the way mm. <laughs> I've seen one of those take off. It's like, uh, how did that get in the air? It's ridiculous. Hmm. Okay, so I think we've milked that one for as much as we can. We've got a cracking question uh, from Patrick in Edinburgh. I think that's a Polish style of Patrick, William. Yeah, with a Y. Patrick yeah. with a Y. Yes, I don't think I don't think I've ever spelled seen it spelt that way. Yeah. So uh, if your name is Patrick and you're from Edinburgh and you sent us a question, the next one's going to be yours. Especially if you're Patrick with a Y. <laughs> 